It's the first Monday of the Miami Hurricanes offseason, and things so far have been quiet. Maybe a little too quiet. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And I'm so grateful because it's, it's been such a tough season, right? Our 12-game nightmare is over. <laughs> we don't play any more games for like nine months. I don't know. I don't know if that's good news or bad news because, you know, I, I want to see my canes on the field again, but I don't want to see the version of my canes that took the field for most of 2022 on the field in 2023. And that's why, um, you know, I'd, maybe I'm a little bit surprised that things to this point on Monday have been so quiet, right? Because I am and I still am expecting about 20 players, uh, maybe a little more than that, maybe a little less than that, but about 20 current Miami Hurricanes players to exit through the transfer portal. You know, uh, they can announce it. They can't officially hit the portal till December 5th, which is going to be crazy. Like, we might do 10 shows on December 5th because there's going to be a lot going on. Uh, so I'm expecting, like, 20, 20-ish players to leave, 20 players or so to come in, and at least two dozen players once the 2023 recruiting class is all finalized. Tons of roster turnover. Obviously, we are keeping our eyes for coaching staff turnover because I can virtually guarantee you there is going to be some, right? Um, Mario right now, I believe, is in evaluation mode still. I have been told that nothing is 100% yet on which coaches are going to stay or go, but I have been told that there are potential changes that could happen. Some of those could make you guys really happy. Others might be such small changes. You don't really concern yourself with it, but something's going to happen, guys. Strap yourself in because I am I am guaranteeing you that there is going to be some, maybe a lot, but at least some coaching staff turnover. And it's a big staff, of course. You expect some turnover and serious, serious turnover to the roster. And I wanted to turn it over to you guys. I wanted to do some Q&A on this episode um, because, you know, we're going to be watching other teams play in conference championships this coming week and in bowl games because we're not going to be watching Miami in a bowl game. So you guys all want to know what we're expecting and hoping for this offseason. So let me get this one from Thanos. And Thanos, thank you for supporting the program all year because I've seen you tweet in the show all season and I appreciate you. He says, will we see staff changes before or after the signing period? I assume he's talking about the early signing day period for recruits, the uh, December 21st through the 23rd. I asked that specific question to some of the people who give me information, and it's, it's unclear. Um, now, assuming there's going to be some kind of changes on the coaching staff, just from where I sit, I would like to get whatever you're going to do. I'd like it to be done before early signing day, which is what a little over three weeks away, three and a half weeks away. I would like to have it done before early signing day, because then you, you, whoever the new coaches are that come in, 
they get to at least be on the trail for a little bit and they get to introduce themselves to recruits and heck maybe depending on which changes you make uh whoever you bring in if it's you know an exciting offensive coach might be able to have some influence over a player who's on the fence between now and December 21st so I think you would always prefer if you're going to make changes to get those done before the early signing period it's not that simple unfortunately because there are financial implications with the contracts, right? Sometimes maybe certain coaches are deciding if they want to leave voluntarily or they're going to get forced out. So it's not that cut and dry, uh, but I would prefer any staff changes that are going to be made be made before the early signing period because it's nice to have your, your staff in place before you get like a big influx of recruiting because most of the recruits you bring in are going to be brought in on the early signing day. You may get a few... Uh, late in February, but most of what you're bringing in is going to be brought in in December. Robert says, I'm tired of fans giving up on Mario already. Was this season a disappointment? Absolutely, he said. It was, but fans not acknowledging that our talent on this roster was not all that great is fans just being blind, in my opinion. How many NFL players has this program developed in the past decade? I, I think that's a great point. I mean, we had, what, one guy drafted last year, We'll probably only have one guy drafted this year. Like if if Tyreek Stevenson comes out for the draft, which is not a guarantee, but he might very well, uh, would probably be the only Hurricane drafted and would probably be a late round draft pick. I think he would get drafted, but he would be a late round draft pick. So that's part of it. Um, also, you know, a lot of people will throw out, I see this stat all the time. Hey, Miami has the 13th best roster in college football. How come they stink? Um, you're going by this blue chip ratio system where they base on how many four stars and five stars you had when they were coming out of high school. A lot of problems with that. I mean, number one, uh, the high school star system is far from perfect. If you think it's hard to evaluate like NFL draft talent, it's 10 times harder, maybe a hundred times harder to evaluate talent coming out of high school. Cause there's so much more of it. Right. Depending on what district these players are in and what state they're in, it's so much harder to tell who's good and who's not. So that's number one. And then number two is even when you are bringing in, you know, blue chip type of players, four stars and five stars, they still need to get developed by coaching. Right. And I haven't seen a whole lot of development the last handful of years. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping this staff can do better. People always point out like who on this team really got better from the beginning of the season to the end of this season, uh, Cam Kinchins did, but you know, there's probably not too many others that you can nominate in that regard. So yeah, you can say, Hey, all oh, Miami has the 13th most talented roster, but it, you know, hasn't manifested. I mean, Texas A&M and Auburn were also in that list and, and they've got messes of situations out there right now. So um, it, it's definitely some of both. Uh, I think coaching this year, Coaching let me down by not adapting more to the players that they had, but I think that the talent, lack thereof, and so many injuries was the even bigger factor to Miami having a tough year. But honestly, okay, here's where I'm at. Like to answer the question there, it was really more of a statement with a question by Robert. Where I'm at is this. I am a lifelong Miami Hurricanes fan going back to the 1980s. So I've seen some great times. And then I've also suffered through a lot of bad times for the past almost 20 years. It's been more bad times than good. For years, I have been asking the question, hey, maybe you just need to blow this up and just rebuild it from the ground up. 
for better or for worse, that's what they're doing. I've wanted them to do something like this for 15 years. I do think they should have been better on the field in 2022 than they were. However, if you're talking about uprooting, like, you know, 20 guys leaving through the portal, other guys, you know, leaving because they're out of eligibility and turning over maybe 40 spots on this roster. And uh, maybe there will be big coaching staff changes made under Cristobal. Cristobal's not getting fired. Just want to throw that out there. It's not happening. Um, I'm just going to kick my feet up and say, you know what? I have wanted a demolition and full rebuild for the better part of 15 years. Now that it's happening, maybe I shouldn't complain about it. Maybe I should just watch the process play out and hope that what I've been asking them to do for 15 years, because it's happened from the administration down, right? The president's office finally cares about football. You've got an athletic director who's proven. You've got a GM of football operations. He stole out of an NFL front office. He's proven, and he's an alum, and he knows what it means to evaluate South Florida talent. And, you know, you've got a head coach who's a proven recruiter and knows the area and played for the university. So I'm just going to trust that what I've been asking them to do for 15 years is going to work now that it's happening right now. That is where I am at. Uh, Nick asks, do you think Mario is going to get rid of Gaddis and bring in an up-tempo spread air raid attack style offense? Or do you think he is just going to keep recruiting big and try to keep this power spread option? Uh, as far as the air raid thing, no, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think, I think Mario knows what the identity of his offense. And if you look at his track record, that gives you an idea who he wants Miami to be. He, he wants a power spread. Like we're, we're not bringing an air raid in here. Uh, so, you know, to me, power spreads can be very successful um, if you have the proper talent to play in it. Miami doesn't. And also, you still need to have an offensive coordinator whose play calling is enlightened, right? So uh, the offensive identity is not going to change. As far as, as far as Gaddis, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I think that's something, you know, that's probably still being decided on. Uh, you know, I, I, I have – I ha I, I have an understanding, though, that if if they were to make a change, uh, you know, from a coordinator standpoint, that the next coordinator, if there is a next coordinator, would be able to hire most of his own staff. Uh, so this is something we're going to be watching closely. We're going to be watching closely over the next several days and several weeks if there is a change made to either coordinator, right? Because I, I think you could potentially see something happening uh, big on either side of the ball. Uh, but if there is a change at offensive coordinator, you would expect the next one who comes in would hopefully be a highly regarded OC who would have enough freedom to bring in some staff members to work with him. Uh, so let me see what we're going to go over on the other side. Ooh, people are throwing at me rumors of, possible offensive coordinator names and rumors of who we should be and will be landing in recruiting. So I'm excited. Strap yourselves in and keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. And guys, make sure you are supporting the great folks at Upside. Guys, with Upside, I've been using this app since 2020, and it's putting money in my pocket for things I'd be doing anyway, like putting gas in my car, eating out at restaurants, buying groceries. Like I, I can't imagine not using upside, no strings attached. They're putting money in your pocket. I don't know how you're dealing with inflation. Maybe you're driving less, dining out less, buying less from the grocery store. There's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. 
With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I'm getting cash back. To get started, you download the free Upside app and use my promo code LOCKED and you get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, you claim an offer on the app for whatever you're buying on Upside. You check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and then you get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. I just got gas the other day, uh, and then you know, about 36 hours later, I get the notification, hey, there's uh, $1.98 just popped into your Upside account. It's fantastic. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. All right, so we got a question from, uh, let me see who is next here, uh, Canes Fins 67 He says, Willie Taggart rumors as our new offensive coordinator? Please say it's not true. Um, I don't even know if you call that rumors. It's speculation. So Willie Taggart was fired by FAU, so he's on the market. We know Taggart and Mario Cristobal have worked together and they've got a good relationship. Uh, so I, I, I think I think that's all it is. I think people are speculating, hey, Taggart is he's uh, you know currently not employed and Mario Cristobal is is his guy. Could he end up, you know being on the staff at Miami? I, I haven't heard anything tangible on that, right? I mean, you know, he wouldn't be my first choice. Uh, if it if it did come down to that, and and that's assuming the OC job at Miami does come open, I can't guarantee that. Uh, Taggart would not be my first choice. Uh, Robert asks, and I think he's talking about recruiting. Yeah, he is. Says, who do we have a legit shot at landing? Are we gonna hear a Samson Okunlola commitment? What does Mario do with the staff? I think it's a mistake for him not to make changes with the staff. Gaddis has been underwhelming in recruiting. All right, so I, I've answered a couple of parts of his very long question. So uh, as far as recruiting goes, uh, okay, so so Samson, Samson is going to announce this month. Is he going to – or next month? It's still November, right? He's going to announce in December, not November. Um, you know, he could wait until December 21st to 23rd if he wants to. Uh, will he announce earlier in the month? Maybe. But I do know that Okunlola – wants to make his announcement in time to be an early enrollee at whatever school he chooses. So if he's going to enroll in January, which would be great for Miami or wherever he goes, he's got to announce by December. So we're not going to have to wait longer than like three and a half weeks to find out where Oakland Lola is going. I still believe Miami is in the lead for him. Um, you know, there were reports last week uh, that he was going to visit Ohio State and then he apparently canceled that visit to OSU. Uh, it could come down to Miami versus Florida for him, which is the way a lot of these recruits are going to come down. By the way, Mark Fletcher, it's Miami versus Florida. Those are his finalists. It's going to be Miami versus Florida for Mark Fletcher. So that's another one to stay tuned on. Um, you know, I think with I think with I think I would say Miami has a better chance than not for Okunlola. With Fletcher, maybe Florida, the slight favorite, but Miami is in the mix there. Um, Damari Brown could be – he's a candidate to potentially be the next Miami commit. He's the four-star 
uh, defensive back, the four-star cornerback. Now, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I am definitely not feeling good about Christopher Johnson right now, the four-star Dillard running back, especially since Lane Kiffin is staying at Ole Miss and just signed a fat new extension. You no longer have that coaching instability at Ole Miss. Uh, he's been a, a longtime Ole Miss recruit. It's been down between Ole Miss and Miami for Johnson. And it sounds to me like he's leaning to Ole Miss. Here, here's a comment that Chris Johnson made to rivals. He said, uh, our Miami relationship is good, but I don't really feel for them like that anymore, he stated. I want to go to a winning program, he said. Ouch. <laughs> And listen, um, okay, so this this could clearly be an example of, yeah, for a lot of players out there, how the team is playing right now does matter, right? Like, I I think sometimes it gets overstated, like, oh, Miami's – because some people say, hey, look how bad Miami is right now on the field. No one's going to want to come there. It's not true, right? Some players will say, hey, I want to be part of the solution. I want to make the U – you know, what it used to be. I want to come back there and make the U great, right? But for other players, you know, I, I want to go somewhere right now where, you know, and, and not that Ole Miss is that great, but they're obviously better than Miami right now. But I want to go somewhere where I can compete or, you know, not even compete because in Miami you could play right away, but you want to go to a, a program that's competitive right now. Um, so, but, but then honestly, if that's the case for Chris Johnson, Miami's not the place for you. I mean, same thing. DJ Ivy said it that don't go to Miami unless you want to work. Like, don't go there unless you want hard work. You want to be part of a rebuild. If you don't want to be part of a rebuild, this is not where you should be, right? If you just want to go somewhere that maybe can potentially win 10 games next year, because you know, I'm not going to pick Miami to do that next year. Um, that these are not the type we we need the types of players who want to come in here with their lunch pail, right? Where I'm seeing you know, class of uh, of 2023 Miami guys who have the right attitude. Robbie Washington tweeted out uh, the four-star wide receiver that's a verbal commit to Miami. He says, if you're leaving, don't wait, leave now. We're going to be good with you or without you, my guy. Hashtag Canes. Uh, Frankie Tinelau, three-star offensive tackle, verbal commit to Miami, tweeted, we coming in ready to work. If you BSing, I'll call the Uber for you, he said. Hashtag turning. Uh, ha actually, it's hashtag turning this bleep around. Hashtag go Kane. So that's the attitude we need. If, if that's not the attitude that Chris Johnson has, then Miami's not the place for you, right? I mean, if you change your mind, okay. But if if you're thinking I want to go to a, a team that's, that's up there right now, Miami clearly isn't. Uh, these are not the type of recruits we need anyway. All right, let's see. Uh, and I appreciate, guys, you can always write us tweets to at Locked on Canes, questions, comments, at Locked on Canes. And if you follow us, we will follow you back there. Uh, greatness inspires greatness, says he asked, do you think Jake Garcia will hit the portal if Tyler Van Dyke stays? Also, what is the ceiling for this offense with Josh Gaddis? As far as Jake Garcia, um, I can only speculate, but if Tyler Van Dyke stays and I think Tyler will stay, I can't see Jake staying. Um, if Tyler stays, Jake probably hits the portal. Um, it just, just makes too much sense. I mean, he, he wants to play. He's a competitor. If, if Tyler stays, uh, you know, 
obviously Tyler's had a lot of injury trouble this year, but with a full offseason to recover, I think he's in a better offensive line next year. I think Tyler will be in better position to not exit games after the first drive. So I have a hard time seeing Jake stays. Uh, maybe, maybe if Tyler leaves, Jake will say, hey, I can get an opportunity here, and I like it here. But if, if Tyler stays, I have a hard time thinking that he leaves. As far as uh, Josh Gaddis's ceiling, you know, I, I think his ceiling can be definitely higher if you fortify the offensive line. And with some of the guys you have coming in, like Francis Mauigoa, Connor Liu, uh, the center, who I think is the best center in the country uh, out of high school who's coming here, uh, Tommy Kinsler, I do like Tinalau a lot. Antonio Tripp, I love. That dude is a dog. Um, you know, and you're going to get offensive linemen in the portal as well. So the offensive line is going to be better. That's going to raise Miami's floor. Um, you know, you get some more talent at receiver, but still like, you know, uh, not necessarily inspired by the rhythm and, you know, creativity of the offensive play calling. But, you know, when, when Gaddis was in charge of Michigan's offense, even if Harbaugh had his fingerprints on that, when they were loaded up with talent at Michigan, not too many people were complaining about Gaddis at Michigan, uh, including the Broyles Award Committee, for whatever that's worth. So, listen, I, I think his ceiling is as high as the type of talent you can get in here. I just, I, I don't think this is the type of offense or he's the type of coordinator that is going to make chicken bleep into chicken salad. I, I think that's kind of where I'm at on that. So the talent has to get a lot better. Pierce says, can the transfer portal get us to nine wins next season? God, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> I'm not predicting nine wins next year. I just, I've learned my lesson, right? I predicted nine or 10 wins this year. You know, it's, it, it might take them till November of next year to get to nine combined wins in two seasons. So no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But yeah, the my, Miami has to work the portal. And like Miami got some good players in the portal last year and it's still, you won five games, uh, you know, Mesidor, Colby Young, Daryl Jackson were were my favorites of that group. Like you're going to need to get at least double the impact talent in the portal this coming year that you got last year. So, all right, when we come back, man, everyone wants to know about Gaddis. Uh, someone wants to know the ceiling with a a healthy Tyler Van Dyke. We will talk about that and more right here on Locked On Canes. My friends, our partners at Nissan help us bring to you. Our thrilling moment, this week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles that are as capable as the driver themselves. Guys, when I think about unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be. Now, forgive me for even bringing up the pit game. I'm so sorry, but I was thrilled to see Will Mallory score a touchdown in his final game in a Miami uniform. Results aside... I was so happy for Will. Will Mallory, one of my favorite seniors on this team, he's going to be missed. And I'm so sorry for him that he can't suit up in orange and green again. So with Jake Garcia in a quarterback at that time, Miami, they were down 35-3. They had a first and goal. Garcia finds Will Mallory for a four-yard touchdown pass. It was Will's 14th career touchdown. He set the new career record for Miami Hurricanes tight ends. And Mallory had a good game, over 100 uh, receiving yards and a touchdown. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. 
available now at nissanusa.com. I want to talk about our great partners at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Guys, it works. I have found jobs through LinkedIn Jobs. If you want to promote a job at your business, you add your job in the purple hiring hashtag frame to your, to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you're hiring. People will see it, I promise. Then simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to and faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We are part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Alex Dono here on Locked On Canes. All right, a couple more questions here. You guys are awesome, by the way. Uh, I don't think we've ever gotten this many mailbag questions, so we're going to have to probably answer some more throughout the week. Uh, Eric says, and by the way, Eric, I see Eric is awesome. He uh, he leaves us uh, five-star iTunes reviews. Thank you so much for doing that. If anyone wants to leave us a five-star rating and review, on Apple Podcasts, it is much appreciated. And Eric, I just want you to know, because I, I can't, like when someone leaves an Apple Podcast review, like I can't respond to it, like on the site. So I just want to let you know, I see them and I really appreciate you doing that, man. It means a lot. Says, let's talk about the Miami men's basketball team at six and one and about what they did to UCF. Well, Miami basketball team, I'm a huge fan of Norchad Omir. I've been a fan of Isaiah Wong. Coach Laranega is my dude. That team is good, guys. And Moving forward, now now that we're like out of regular season football, we're going to start doing more basketball-related episodes on Locked On, so stay tuned for that. Is Miami a basketball school now? <laughs> Maybe. You know what? I want it to be a basketball and football and baseball school, and, you know, I want all the – I want women's soccer, and I want everything to succeed. But, yeah, we might end – hopefully we'll end up being a football, basketball, and baseball school, and beating UCF is always a good thing. Freddie asks, does Josh Gaddis stay or does he find a new home? Um, I could see it happening either way. Um, you know, I, I know that uh, that there there's some suspicion there that he may have called his last play in Miami. Um, I've seen some people out there like, nah, he's not leaving. Not going to happen. Um, there's definitely a chance. There's definitely a chance that a change is made there. Um, and I think really the top argument Mario would have when he's evaluating his staff, the top argument for not making a change there would be just for the sake of continuity and stability. And let's give him an opportunity with, you know, hopefully better, better offensive talent next year. That, that would be, you know, the top argument for not making a change, but I think a change definitely could happen. Okay. Uh, Ethan asks, do you think a healthy Tyler Van Dyke is enough to put Miami into the top 10 next year? In other words, do you feel we need an elite quarterback, either transfer portal or recruit in order to matter nationally? Um, well, obviously, and I don't think this is what you were asking because uh, you, you clarified the question, but obviously just having Tyler Van Dyke at quarterback, it's, it's not going to make an offense with, you know, 
um, sometimes, uh, you know, lacking in philosophy and lacking in offensive line talent and in receiver talent, like for as good as I think Tyler Van Dyke is, he doesn't automatically make an offense elite. Um, I, I think with a much improved offensive line and, you know, a, an improved route tree and some improved wide receiver playmaking, uh, I, I think Tyler Van Dyke, he, he's got NFL arm talent. So I do believe Tyler is good enough if everything else around him is right. Um, could Miami get a transfer portal quarterback? I think either way they could. I, I think they'd like to bring in a veteran to potentially compete with Tyler. Or if you do lose Tyler, you know, if you do lose Tyler, you definitely need a veteran because, you know, ideally you don't want to have to turn full time to Jakari Brown next year. Uh, I don't know if he's completely ready for that. It, it's definitely a rebuilding year if you turn full time to Jakari. Uh, so, listen, I I would prefer to have someone who's more of a dual threat than Tyler. I would. But Tyler Van Dyke, he's got NFL caliber arm talent, so you could do worse. Um, let me see. David asks, oh, and oh, Dave, apparently David and I, when I was growing up, we used to go to the same church. Uh, he says, I hope you and your family are doing great. He says, my question is, given injuries and scheme and expected roster changes, shouldn't we be more patient with the process? He says, uh, we have no choice, David, to be patient with the process. Um, listen, I am part of the problem because people like me before the season started were saying, hey, I think this team can win nine or ten games, right? So people like me set the expectations way too high. Uh, now, uh, five and seven is still a failure, right? I still, I still give the season an F, right? That includes coaches. That includes talent. I still give the season an F. But as I said earlier – I've been asking for a demolition and a full rebuild for 15 years from the administration on down. That's what we're getting. You make your bed, you sleep with it, you sleep in it, you sleep with it, you sleep in it, uh, which is what I'm doing right now. And I trust Cristobal as a recruiter. I do. Uh, and I trust Alonso Highsmith as a talent evaluator. So uh, I, I think Miami can find the players necessary to bring us out of the pit that we've been in here since September. So huge shout out. Thank you guys for listening and for watching another episode of Locked on Canes. Make sure you make Locked on Sports today your second listen. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you again tomorrow on another Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.